behind the presentation. Today I am radioing in from a field. I can see a whole lot of birdies in the sky, quite a few trees and grass. And there's a few people out actually taking walks and also roller skating and rollerblading, which is nice. I also turned around a few seconds ago after having my coffee and saw the biggest dog that I have seen in a long time right next to me. I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually like a wolf or something. Um, but yes one is still here and there's actually people out taking photos of birds in the trees so i'm guessing there's some quite interesting ones hanging out here i would also like to take time to apologize in advance if this recording doesn't come through very clear i appear to be having issues with my mic but i'm going to proceed anyway and just go ahead and hope for the best okay today i would like to discuss finances um, in two different forms. One is a random story from back in the day, which I'm going to share. And then also the second part is going to be focused more around um, the NHS 1% pay rise situation. So I'm going to start with the random story from back in the day and then continue proceeding to the NHS one. So starting with the random story back in the day. I decided many years ago, and let me go ahead and say, this was many, many years ago before the eyes of judgment come out, that I was gonna do um, a church course. And the church course was focused around money. So what does it say in the Bible around money? And then also gave you some tools around budgeting. So I was like, oh yes, I'm definitely gonna do this course. Look at me, I'm very adult, I'm getting more mature. So not only did I sign up for the course, but I went ahead and let all of my family know that I was going to be taking this course. Um, so they all came in and they were like, oh, you know, it's such a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, 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 it really is, isn't it? I'm, you know, really trying to follow Christ and, you know, do things the way he would do. <laughs> I told my Christian friends, oh, I couldn't wait to let them all know that I was doing this course also. These were the headlines. This was the presentation. I was doing this course because I wanted, you know, to follow God's ways. But really behind the scene, I was doing this course because I wanted to see who I could see on this course. And I had thought in my mind, like, you know what? I'm single. This is a course about money. Maybe I'll meet a nice guy who knows Jesus and also knows how to take care of his money. This is the real reason me and this course <laughs> were interconnected. But that wasn't the presentation I gave to anyone besides myself. So I signed up for the course and away we go. Um, the day comes to start the course. I'm busy texting away to my family, letting them know I'm going to do this. They're all coming back like, yeah, brilliant. Let us know how it goes. I'm like, I so will. Um, get all dressed up, go to the course. And when you come in, it, the church, the way they set things up is they put you into groups and in your groups, you would be in a circle and the circle was around maybe 16 chairs. So quite big um, group chairs all across the place. And you heard a talk. Um, from the guy who was running the show and then you're in your groups and you're supposed to discuss uh, various things so I was there and after about I don't know halfway through it um, it became apparent to me that I wasn't really going to see anybody 
that I thought was for me. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to make the most of this and actually <laughs> participate on the course for the reason why you're actually supposed to be on the course. So I'm like, okay, let me listen up and kind of get to know um, how things go. Then at this point, probably like five minutes after I've made this decision, uh, a guy joins my group. How do I describe this guy? The best way to describe him is he is <laughs> very tall, probably 6'6", six, six, um, really skinny, and also not really with reality. In fact, <laughs> not at all. He was, um, a lot of the things he was saying led me to believe he hadn't taken his meds, not only just not that day, not that week. That was the situation. He was standing up and shouting things, um, professed his love for me many times, let me know that him and I were going to get married, that he felt it was meant to be. <laughs> the church bouncers actually came over to my group to see if I was okay or they, if they needed to escort my new friend out of there. I was like, no, I'm fine. Things are all good. You know, he can stay. Um and then also, what else happened? Yeah, then my group too, they had all shimmied to one side, one corner of the group. They were no longer with us. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. So the whole thing um, was a bit random, but, but I stuck with it. And I for sure did not give your man my contact details. In fact, I just let him uh, go his separate ways, waited in fact, until he was... <laughs> and left the building a significant way through um, and I continued to be there and then um, I did continue with the course and I never actually saw him again but the reason why I mentioned this and the reason why it made me laugh so is because I knew my hidden reasons as to why I did this which I didn't present to everybody um, and clearly God saw my hidden reasons for doing this that I didn't present to everybody. And that made me think, you know what, sometimes I think he has a sense of humour. I really do. Anyway, moving on to the more um, important part of the talk, which is around the pay rise situation, the NHS one. So I've had a look at a few things in the last few days. I've scanned them. I haven't read them fully in depth, but I really feel that they've helped me give a more informed view as to why um, I think this way and that is I have read the Department of Health and Social Care's written evidence to the NHS pay review body for 2021-2022 pay round published on the 4th of March 2021. I've also had a look at how does the UK healthcare spending compare with other countries published by the Office for National Statistics on the 29th of August 2019. Also the healthcare expenditure UK health accounts 2018 published by the Office of National Statistics on the 28th of April 2020 and I've had a look at a few FT articles. So basically scanning these things um, in tandem has given me a more informed view which is what I'm going to share today and um, just some of my thoughts. So right where to start? Okay, about four fifths, so around 79% of our health expenditure is paid for through public revenues, mainly taxation. Fighting COVID-19 um, has placed a huge strain on both our public and NHS 
finances and the state bill in totality for tackling the pandemic will be was estimated to be around 407 billion um by the end of the next two years this will take many years to clear um and probably quite a few governments and this is something that our chancellor has put forward and been very clear about now though our spending on healthcare has increased um every year we have been still significantly behind um, other countries, particularly those in the G7. So in the G7 is the US, France, Germany, Japan, Canada, the UK and Italy. Um, so if we look at the ones which have a similar sized population to us and probably closer to us, so um, Germany and France are spending on healthcare in the last few years, looking back a bit, um, has been rather behind theirs. Now, I appreciate our NHS, obviously, um, and I have lived other places where they didn't have um, a public health structure. So I know what it's like to not have that. So I really value um, what we have, but that doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, looking at the G7, you know, we, we're significantly behind or have been in recent years in terms of how much funding we've given towards health. Now given everything that has happened in general um, and when we look at society as a whole I think that there is a need for lots of things around social care and so forth that is that is pretty much endless and um, so there isn't money to pay for everything and um, you have to prioritize but I really do hope and i know this this is this is quite tight and i know our finances are tight but i really do hope our government managed to find a way of increasing the suggested one percent pay rise for our nhs staff who we have all been applauding on our doorsteps um not that long ago literally a few months ago we were out pretty much every night applauding them because we understood what it was they were actually battling against. Um, so the fact that we we needed to take that step and so many people within our government took that step too, which was beautiful and really a testimony to community across the, the country, um, is the fact that they were having to battle something that was significantly hard and still is hard. And their, their lives were at risk, they're at more risk than anybody and they face some real challenges because we weren't necessarily as best prepared to deal with something as unexpected as this pandemic so i believe given the fact that for the foreseeable future their job isn't getting any easier because we have quite a few backlogs in terms of surgery and so forth and we are still fighting the pandemic I feel like a great way and the way that we all look for rewards in our job is to have increased money in our pocket. So I really, really hope um, our government can find a way to pull that out the bag to um, support them because their job hasn't been easy for the last year and it's not getting any easier for the foreseeable future. And I feel they really deserve more and they are valued at more than one 
8%, which is the current suggestion. I also hope that our government will somehow find a way to um, put some funds towards social care. Now, there is a need for levelling up, and this comes in many forms when it comes to inequality, like across the country, and then also for um, different segments of society. And I looked at some stats probably not too long ago, I looked at some stats that showed around one third of households that were under the poverty lines in the poverty belt um, were looking after someone who had a disability. Lockdown, we have seen an increase in quite a few negative stats, whether that is um, harassment, uh, violence in the home, also people with increased mental health issues and also suffering from eating disorders. And we really need to continue to protect our vulnerable children and also support the services around that that are trying to support the them through um, families, not just them and families, like it, with preventative measures. And as things, to me, I feel they're so interconnected that sometimes you can ignore one area, but then that area will then cost you later on. So it isn't it isn't actually providing a solution. And I know that things aren't crystal clear and there's so much that needs to go into everything in it. You know, a lot of things can't just be just be dealt at the government level, but they do have a significant hand in easing the burden or helping support things to improve. So if I look at, say, for example, the stats um, in terms of kids that go from foster homes to then jail, say like youths, go to foster home to then jail you know it's quite significant if you look at that percentage if you then go further and you're like okay let's have a look at those um that were expelled so never finished senior school and then you know how many of those then go into jail like if you look at that percentage of the population and you know it gets gets higher so when i'm saying like there's a need for social care and to put money behind things that mitigate um, those stats increasing it's it's not only just a need just for now but it, it helps later on like so it doesn't just how do I put this <laughs> hopefully I'm making sense it, there's not just the the moral aspect which obviously I love in terms of you know helping somebody have a better chance in life there's actually a need for it because you pay a price later on like having prisons costs, you know, crime costs. And um, so it's good if we can not just ignore these areas. And also when we discuss leveling up, as I mentioned before, it comes in so many different forms. Um, these families uh, need additional support. And social care is it's such an important area, which is almost hidden as such, unless you're actually experiencing that. And I really feel that that needs to be included in the budget. Now, forgive me if it has, if it has been referenced and I've just missed it. It's just I haven't seen anything that mentioned um, putting money behind that. And also, I just want to make a quick statement that 
there is a need for prisons and like you just need to tune into some of the crime documentaries that are actually out there and that I'm not saying that every person who's expelled or comes from foster care is on their way to prison. I'm just saying that there are some stats that show that the percentages of those that have gone to prison in that area, you know, have had to deal with some of these situations. So that's the reason I'm putting it out there so that I can kind of tie together why it is I feel that there should um, be some funds diverted towards um, social care and that and also the the support around disabilities. So to wrap up, um, I just wanted to highlight that I believe our Chancellor has done an incredible job um, guiding us through this pandemic. Like he has not had an easy job considering everything that he's had to face. Um, I very much appreciate a lot of the measures he's put in place to support us. I know that there's a further, I think it is 65 billion that he's going to spend on specifically um, jobs and our economy in the next two years. Um, but I do just hope that he will find a way to review everything. And I realise it is complex having looked at these reports um, and articles recently. I was just like, wow, this is, this is hectic. But I really do feel um, that we need and we owe it to those that work in the NHS to increase their pay by more than 1% and also to put some money towards social care. And as a final note, which is just on something a bit random, I just want to say congratulations to the Rangers because um, I believe that they've won the Scottish League. Not even I believe, I know they won the Scottish League and I think it was after 10 years. Um, so that's incredible. And then also what else happened in the sporting world? And then also Wales, Wales with the rugby. I think they're 3-0 for the Six Nations, which is fantastic. And there's one final thing. Yes, there is a UFC um, fight, I think, at the end of this month, which is quite big. Now, I'm not usually a UFC watcher, but considering we have all been caged, I have learnt to have new hobbies. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so I hope you guys are doing okay and hanging in there, and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye.